Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two pals recap the plot of romance novels while loving, giggling, learning, and gushing, or snarking as required. Today, let's start off with a Patreon shout out. Nora R., you are a hippogriff. You are a powerful half-horse, half-eagle flying creature that is immensely proud and incredibly dangerous. You're extremely magical and majestic, and you know your worth. If someone doesn't treat you with respect, you will murder them with your razor-sharp beaks and foot-long talons because they absolutely, unequivocally deserve it. So, you prance around on land and soar through the sky. You shake your tail and your feathers, and you keep showing the world your power and majesty. We crave it. We want to bow down. All right, we've got a treat for you. Today, Erin is joined by her friend and fellow Alaskan HB, Karen, to recap Blitzen's Faded Mate, her favorite book in the whole wide world. Here we go. your silhouette for for the merch <laughs> because i have a ponytail yeah could you believe that people couldn't figure out most who people we were? got it most people got it Ooh, a lot of people did not I, and that shocked the hell out of me <laughs> i'm like it's, it's really awesome. we people. actually took pictures where we were like in profile and we traced them oh so God. that the artist would know and yet still here we are people don't know who we are on the thing yeah anyway okay Hi, Karen. Wait, do you want to be Karen? Yes. Okay. Hi, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the first tripping point. <laughs> All right. Okay, listeners. So this is Karen, but she has another name, but Karen is her author name, and I didn't check with her before we started what she wanted to go by. That's so okay, because you always call me Karen anyway. I do, which is kind Even of... Even when I'm not being Karen. Exactly. <laughs> so Karen was, correct me if I'm wrong, a cult member. Yes who listened to and then reached out and she's another Anchorage resident who is a librarian who runs a book club. And so that's how we got not just any book club, a yeah. romance book club. A very wonderful romance book club in town. That you haven't been to for a while. Um, no, you came in November. I came in November. It's a monthly book club, but it's Saturday afternoons, which is kind of when we record now. So it's been kind of difficult for me to get there recently, you unfortunately. You schedule your recording. I know. <laughs> Um, we had fun yesterday. I bet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. We were recording the Christmas Prince Baby, Christmas Prince Three. You know those Netflix I movies. It last yeah, week. Mm-hmm. yeah. We <laughs> that just went up today. So there you go. So we recorded that yesterday. But yeah, so I started going to the book club, and that's how I met you. And at the book club, mm-hmm. you don't go by Karen. No, there, I go by my real name because I'm working. Right. Yeah. And working my day job. I only thought of it a couple months ago that I keep calling you Karen. I'm okay with that. But what's weird is the other book club members, I think, think that I don't know your name. (laughs) And they're too, like, I don't, nice. And they don't want to correct me. It's okay. Okay. Most of them, well, I don't know if they know that I have two names or not. That's what I'm saying. Um, Huh. Yeah. 
I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and you're even carrying at Starbucks or, or the coffee shop yeah. where we hang out sometimes. That is true. And so they, I don't, just, they don't know my real name yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I that's why I'm just fine. Because <laughs> that's the name I gave them. I think you are too. Yeah. It's okay. Because honestly, I chose Karen not. Can I just say the whole the whole meme with Karen and asking for a manager? Uh huh. I reason? don't ever do that. <laughs> I don't ever do that. Even when I should, I don't do that. Uh huh. So it's driving me crazy. But Karen, the universe decided that was supposed to be my name. Uh huh. Like a long time ago. Uh-huh. My mom wanted to name me Karin. 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 Was she going to spell it different? Yeah. K-A-R-I-N. Mm. Because she's Norwegian. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, no, that's too Norwegian. We can't do that. So they named me what they named me. But ever since then, I've had longtime friends who have accidentally called me Karen. Weird. I've had people, I've, I've introduced myself very clearly with my real name. And 30 seconds later, they will call me Karen. When there's no Karen in the vicinity, it's... <laughs> It's enough that I have one friend that whenever it happens, I alert her and I tell her it happened again. Mm-hmm. The universe decided that was supposed to be my name. It's fate. I call it my cosmic name. It's fate. So I thought, if I got to do that, then I'll just use it when I'm writing. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because they're going to want to call me that anyway. Yeah. And But I mean, your book is now kind of like on the verge of making it out into the world. So It's getting there. It's, it's much closer now. Very yeah. soon. You're going to be like... Karen to the whole world and well I kind of am on Twitter anyway yeah true and to our one listener now yes okay so let's talk about Blitzen's Faden <laughs> so this okay so last year at Christmas time at our romance book club we were talking about Christmas books or holiday books winter holiday, holiday books. yeah winter holiday yeah, try books to be inclusive. and you were very into Blitzen's Faded Maid I wasn't into it I was <laughs> I was <laughs> It was the kind of crazy pants stuff that we just needed to talk about. Uh-huh. Okay. Let me just okay. put it that way. And then, like, later in the year, we did a month where we did, we do, like, categories each month, not, like, a certain book. Um, we did, what, Shifters? And then yeah. it ended up on that list as well. Yes. Every single month, somehow, Blitzen's Faded Mate wormed its way into so our discussion. The times when you're not there, we uh-huh. don't talk about it. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's me. It's you. But I hadn't read it until preparing for today, so... But apparently you felt compelled to read it, because you were like, okay, so we're going to put you on here, and we're going to talk about Blitz and Spade and I feel like I feel compelled to tell everybody... How into Blitz and Fade and Me you are. She's not, actually. Um, no, but you like to say that I'm obsessed with it. Yes. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so I thought... It uses you. Yes. I thought it would be funny for this Christmas to have you on to talk about your favorite book in the whole world. Oh, my gosh. Put me on the spot. <laughs> no, I was saying Blitz and Spade and Me is your no. favorite book. <laughs> Not, I think Karen may have read more romance than any other person I know in real life, for sure. How many romance books do you think you've read in your oh life? God, I couldn't even count. Her eyes just got so big, you guys. <laughs> I've been like reading thousands. since I was 12, yeah. so we're talking more than 40 years worth of reading romance. And for a long time, you were like the romance person for our library system, yeah, right? For, so for 10 years, I was the romance selector for our public oh library. Um, I, yeah, I've been reading them for a very, very long time. And I don't know, the last several years, that's 
most of what I've been reading. I mean, almost exclusively. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the world has gone to hell, and so this is what we do. <laughs> romance. Yeah. Um, All right. So, yeah, I, I have been keeping track on, on Goodreads of how much I read. Uh, this has been a slow year, and I'm at about 130. Jesus. Because, you know, it was, it's been a year. I feel like I have to read so many books for the podcast, and it's so hard, and I'm at, you know, like 40 or something like that. So, um, congratulations. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm a librarian. Of course I read. Fair, 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 yeah. fair. Okay. So, Blitzen's Faded Mate. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a reindeer who... Fox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is Blitzen, Santa's tiny reindeer Blitzen. Um, tiny reindeer. That's what they say. They say <laughs> tiny reindeer. That is the the thing. You're right, but, but he's but he's not. not. Right. <laughs> we were just talking before we came on that the cover is like really good for this series. Like that's a great cover with a great font. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. The world building in this book, so I read this this week, so this is my first, even though I've been talking about this book for a year, the world building in this thing is like batshit crazy. It is. So, Blitzen is not a, a individual, but rather a title for the person who's on the, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Think of it like the president, okay? Right. It's an office. Yes, it's, it's an office. It's multiple people exactly. in succession. Yeah, and so each year there's a different Blitzen, or could be, because could it's be. a job. Yeah. And so Blitzen, this year, for Christmas, is a guy named Arian, which is a rough name. Okay, I had a problem Why? Why did they name him Arian? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they could have thrown a D in there and called him Adrian. Anything, anything. And then it wouldn't smack of, like, white supremacy. The world is your oyster. <laughs> like, you can choose any name. Why Arian? But anyway, Arian lives in North Pole City, which I they just added city on to make it, I don't know, more cosmopolitan i'm not sure (laughs) and he is a shifter but what really surprised me is he's not a reindeer shifter he is a only reindeer shifter yeah he is a arctic animals all the animals he can shift into four four Four. yeah okay so okay i have thoughts okay yes please so he can shift into four four arctic animals reindeer polar bear arctic fox and snowy owl. Mm-hmm. Now, why four? Why only four? Yeah. Um, why those four? <laughs> and yeah. what if what? Why not walrus? Why not? Why why not just reindeer? I don't yeah, understand. Like I the know. other one, I don't know if maybe like Ari Butler thought that reindeers alone weren't sexy. I don't know, but like, I mean, I don't think of reindeer when I think of sexy animals. Like, no, but like but I, I don't I don't think of snowy owls as sexy no, either. I mean they barf up pellets. <laughs> right. Bones and fur right. from their prey. And then the idea is that only so four is the maximum of animals that Arctic shifters can shift into in this world. And it sounds like reindeer is the fourth one if you can shift into all four and mm-hmm. that's what qualifies you to be one oh. of the reindeer. I, I didn't wonder, realize that. I think that came out more in the second book. Okay. Which is okay. Dasher's Faded Name, <laughs> which I also read, because the blurb was... Is this one where Mrs. Claus? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll talk we'll, about we'll that later. later. Um, but 
So I had thought, so in this book, they say only people that can shift into all four can be on the reindeer team. And I'm like, why? Why would you need this extra skill of Arctic foxery in order to be, but the fourth one is always the reindeer. Yeah, so like reindeers like. are really rare is the idea, I guess. Okay. That makes much more sense. So here's why I think walrus should have been. <laughs> okay. All right. Bing <laughs> bong bong. <laughs> Walruses with Karen. Let's go. I don't know that I want that. <laughs> we'll make merch for it. Walruses with Karen. Okay. I'm going to wait until you put your mug down. All right. All right. Okay. 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 So I don't want you to spit all over me. All right. Um, so you know what an usik is. Are you about to talk about walrus penises? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I know Where what an usik is. Where Where? Where do you think you My are? own home, Karen. You came into my house. All right. I okay. Scones. And she did. I brought guys. scones so that we can talk about Usyk. She brought cranberry scones that were very good. All right. Tell the world about Usyk. Okay. So go ahead and Google it. Okay, because <laughs> you're gonna want to see this. Okay. Um, an Usyk is the the bone from a walrus penis because they have bones mm-hmm. and those suckers are long. Mm-hmm. That does that not seem totally appropriate for? <laughs> A romance, a shifter romance. Yeah, if we're I, gonna choose one animals, <laughs> they should have chosen walrus. I feel like I have to like figure out what polar bears are working with and what reindeers are working with. I don't know. We can look it up. I'm a librarian. <laughs> yeah, we can. Shit. We can. <laughs> Has anyone ever come into the library and asked anything about walrus penises? Uh, probably, but it was probably a tourist. <laughs> hmm, fair, fair. Um, we did get a question one time about whale sperm. Mm. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and strangely, I was working at the youth services desk when that came. <laughs> I was like, why is this question coming here? Um, and yeah, but you answered some it? stuff. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, see, that's why I like this job. You learn something new every day. Yeah. So you have learned about Usyk. Now I know. O-O-S-I-K. <laughs> Go Google it. So, okay. So, all right. In this world, when you're 18, that's when your shifter thing happens. And when you're a shifter, you have to marry an elf if you want to make offspring. There's a lot of North yeah. Pole City rules, you guys. Yeah. So the shifters are all male. Right. So if they want to right. procreate, they have to find another kind of being to mate with. Right. So we're on the night of Christmas Eve. This is Arian's very first time on Santa's sleigh team and they're like doing their buckles and they're shining up their stuff. And then Santa Claus, who they call SC for short. Yeah. <laughs> and Mrs. Because Claus. That's so much shorter than saying Santa. Right. I guess it just makes them cooler. I don't know. And then Mrs. Claus, they call Mrs. C come out and they're like, she hugs him and like kisses him and says, good luck. And then they have, like, a little exchange where, like, I think she calls Santa horny or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Very weird. Like, yeah. Santa and Mrs. Claus are, like, making out, and she's like, oh, you horn dog. And I was like, mm, I don't know yeah. that I like that. But some of our listeners do. Um, Did I tell you that I used to dress up as Mrs. Claus? No! Okay, so I was telling you about the Lucia family Christmas party today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, for several years I was Mrs. Claus and my, my ex was Santa. Really? Oh, that's very sweet. I like that. The first time I was, what, like 
five months pregnant or something. Mm. I barely fit in the class too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have at least one listener that has made it known that she's a little bit hot for Santa Claus. Um, oh. So. <laughs> no that. Yes. Oh, um, And she wants everybody to know it, and she's very possessive about this uh, particular thing. So, um, just, like you know, you might like this series. We've got a horny Santa. We've got a horny Santa. All right. So then we're flying. We're flying through the air with these reindeers. And then the buckle, he shined the buckle for like three Forever. pages. Yeah. And then. And this is a short book. So three pages of buckle shining. Yeah. You guys, this you is wonder like. If that's a euphemism. It's like a 200 page book. Um, but he shines up 60, 60 what? pages. You're kidding me. No, I am not. 60 pages. That's you guys, this is like basically a tingler. Okay. So <laughs> she, he shined it, but he didn't like secure it. I guess. I don't know. And the buckle breaks flying through the air. And then he plummets down into, to the earth in the middle of the wilderness and it goes black. Okay. I have an issue here too. Okay. Because, okay. So he's. He's a flying reindeer. Right. Why does he fall? Is it, <laughs> why? Is it, is it the, the harness that's enchanted to make them fly? I guess. He can't stay up in the air as a reindeer? I don't know. Does it say they that don't... he's a flying reindeer? Or well, does it say... I mean, they're flying. Mm-hmm. And only the reindeer can fly. It must be I, the harness. It must, it must be the be, harness. But, so why don't they have parachutes in case this happens? <laughs> How would they pull them with their reindeer I, teeth? Well, they can shift. Oh, God. So what would happen is they'd hey, shift hey, into a man. Shift, why don't they shift into the owl? I, th- I did have that thought of, like, why didn't you shift into the owl? Why don't I did the think owls about that. pull the sleigh? They already fly. Yeah. Well, so if, if, it's, if it's the harness that's enchanted anyway, or the sleigh, yeah. or whatever, why doesn't it just fly itself? Why exactly. do we even need the reindeer? Yeah. Hmm. So many questions. That really throws a wrench into the whole book for me. I'm I just, so sorry. <laughs> now the foundation of this book is just, I don't know. You're right. Because I did have the thought, why didn't he shift into the owl? But then I thought, oh, maybe it was just like too fast and he couldn't like get it together. That's, I don't know. That's entirely possible. We don't know what yeah. motivation he was getting at. That's true. It must not have been that high, though, because he lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then oh, we... I have, sorry. I yes. need to go back a bit. Yes. So towards the beginning, it says that in North Pole City, the males outnumber the the females seven to one. Seven to one. It's very similar to Alaska. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yep. The odds are good, but the goods are odd. Yeah. That's our well, saying up this here. Is, this is the epitome of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like the goods aren't that odd up there. It seems like everybody's really hot in North Pole City. So maybe we just need to go a little further north to get at these... Uh, I don't Hot think it shifters. works that way in real life. No? Okay. No, <laughs> no further <laughs> further north right. in Alaska is definitely otter and otter and yes. otter. <laughs> um, okay. So then we clip to Charlie, the romance writer, who lives alone in a cabin. It seems like she's moved out to the wilderness to write more better, yeah. to get more inspiration of writing. Uh-huh. That's fine. Uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever works. Um, she finds him. When she finds this dead reindeer in her yard and she touches his fur, she immediately has this cosmic connection that like flows through her. This like is you like said, this is kind of a tingler. Yeah. This she is had a tingle. She did get a tingle. She <laughs> Not a this tough is tingle, like, but another kind of tingle. Right. This is the most faded mates book I think I've ever read. They are so fa it's so 
happens without any she kind even of question. It. No, she's just like, oh my gosh, this is my faded mate, and she's just a lady, you guys. But she is a romance writer, which I kind of, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I kind of liked that. She's like, oh my god, shifters are real, faded mates are real, like all these things. I write shifters. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So she's already got all the lingo that's already in this book, which I thought was kind of. Um, she thought that was kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh wow, I don't have to try to convince you yeah. of a lot of this stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of neat that it was, like, self-aware. Okay, so, so when she goes running out there, she, like, she she's not really, she's in a bathrobe, yes. and she shoves her boots on. Yes. And she's running through the snow, and the snow's getting in her boots. And I'm like, do you really live here? Mm-hmm. Is that what you do? But she's just, like, compelled, Karen. Like, she has to okay. get close to her faded mate. So you read more shifter books than I do, mm-hmm. so you understand She's that She's, like, whole. compelled. She, like, feels that there's something outside that she needs to have sex with, and, like, she <laughs> <laughs> runs outside. It doesn't, it's not, um, logical. And then he shifts back, so when she touches his fur, he shifts back into a man, and he is wearing still the harness that the reindeer had, and he's got a boner, like, in yes. his sleep. Which is a lot. Well, and it's not even sleep. Sleep. He's unconscious. Yeah, he's unconscious. This is an unconscious man wearing a leather harness with a full boner. Which okay, is... now it's sounding like we're going BDSM. Yeah, yeah I know. That's why I'm like, Ugh. and she's like, I've got to get this guy into my home, which is a lot. Um, this, this strange man who plummeted from the sky and yeah. was a reindeer when he fell, and yes, I must have him in my home. Yeah, that's a safe thing to do. But I when I live out in the middle of nowhere, that's why I like that she's a romance writer because that's the only way I believe this. If she's like, yes. this is all really coming together for me. This is great. This yeah. is my fated mate. So I don't know how she gets him. She like drags him in, maybe on her bathrobe or something. Very unbelievable. He's like six really? five. Yeah, she find she gets him into the house. Like, puts pillows and stuff around him, gets him onto, like, a comforter. And then she, like, curls up next to him on the floor. If they're, listen, Faded made her know. There's a strange unconscious man naked wearing a harness with a full unconscious boner that you've dragged into your home and, like, covered up with a comforter. I'll give you all that. But don't curl up next to him. <laughs> Maybe, like, call a doctor or something. He's unconscious. He yes. fell from the sky. Yes. Mm. Um, and as she's falling asleep, she sees a snowflake ornament that was not previously there. Oh, also, she identifies him as a sexy man. Wait. Well, yeah. Let's see what he looks like. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. She laid the harness under the tree on the red velvet skirt with the embroidered poinsettias and moved back to the, again, unconscious man. He was handsome, gorgeous, really. His hair was light brown and cut short, and his nose was straight, and his lips were full and totally kissable. He was well-muscled, and even though she'd only seen him lying down, she could tell that he was tall. Oh, yeah, he has, like, a Christmas tattoo. A tattoo. (laughs) A tattoo of some kind peeked over the edge of the blanket, and she pulled it down and stared at his bicep. Kind of weird. It was intricate and blah, 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 blah about the tattoo. And then... Curling herself up next to him, she yawned and closed her eyes. She couldn't believe that a man had fallen from the sky and now was in her house. Maybe her Christmas wish to have some company had come true. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, HBs, are you in the mood for a quirky contemporary that doesn't skimp on the smolder? Betsy Dudak has a new novel in her world of the Reed Brothers called Wanna Bet. Here's the description. 
Harper McReynolds is a single mother of two with a troubled history who needs stability for herself and her daughters. Randall gives her all that she asks for in a boyfriend, kindness, predictability, structure, and routine. Harper's head keeps trying to remind her that she doesn't want the bad boy who makes her combust every time she's near him. Brody reads Addiction, claimed a brother's trust, and started his own downward spiral. Growing tired of life on the road, a woman at every concert, and a dependency on liquid courage, Brody put his life back together piece by broken piece. But the woman he lusts after may just shatter all of this. An offhanded bet Brody and Harper make after a passionate kiss may change everything for them. Will they gamble on their hearts to prove to each other that they're all in? Or when the stakes get too high, will they fold and walk away? One reviewer summed this novel up with great characters, smoldering scenes, and tons of witty observations that will have you giggling out loud. And here's more praise for Betsy's writing. So funny, with a great cast of extremely crazy, kooky, hot, and sexy characters. We're including buy links for WannaBet in the show notes, so hurry and support this talented HB. All right, so he wakes up, and she is afraid. Okay, so she's afraid, I think because he has, like, fangs when he wakes up, maybe? I don't remember why she's scared. Yeah, and claws. Yes. So the polar bear, isn't the polar bear his favorite? Form. No. no, what's no. weird is no, the, the, the fox is his favorite bear, uh, form because it's the fastest. And I would like to see a race between a polar bear and a fox because yeah. I have a feeling that polar bear is going to outrun that fox. It can certainly outswim it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he likes the fox best, even though he never shifts into that in this book. So he. That's right. It's the second book where the polar bear is his favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. God, you're, I'm going to read this whole fucking series. <laughs> okay. You're going to read it all before I do. <laughs> probably. So, okay. So he wakes up and senses that she's scared, probably of him. I don't know. But then he goes full polar bear because she's his mate and he's trying to, like, protect her. But, like, she's so... I don't understand what he's trying to protect her from. He can feel her fear, oh, I guess. But, yeah, but... I don't know. This was a strange... He doesn't understand the source of the fear. Right. He's just reacting, I guess. Right. But he full-on... So he's still in man form, but he full-on grows, like, fangs and claws, and his eyes glow yellow, and she just accepts it. Like, she's just like... Yeah, it was weird. Your fangs were out, and Mm -hmm. your eyes were glowing yellow. Yeah. And well, it does mention that he's got the, the black claws. Mm-hmm. Um, what it doesn't mention is that polar bears have black tongues. As well. <laughs> Their skin is black under yeah, the white fur. Yeah, yeah. That's just Alaska mammals with Karen. Yep. <laughs> I am. Um, maybe that's the segment instead of walruses with Karen. Maybe. Um, yeah, I just wrote in all caps, like, how is she totally cool with this and has no questions? Like, she just has no, she's just accepting. There's only so much you can put down to her being a romance writer. Exactly, exactly. Even if she writes shifter books. <clears throat> I also want to say, like, whenever he's talking about, a lot of times when you read a shifter book, the hero will talk about the wolf inside him is doing this or that, or the bear inside, you know, whatever the thing for him, since he's four things, the beasts inside him are always doing this or that. The beasts want to have sex. Like a zoo. Yeah, like it, I usually am picturing mostly the owl just being like, "Hoot!" Like, I, 
Because <laughs> he'll be like, the beasts inside him were like growling and making noise. And I just imagine this like, roar, polar bear. And then the rest of them are kind of like, bleat, bleep, hoot. Like, they're what, not what very. What sound is an Arctic fox made? I don't know. That's why, that's why that one yeah. was. And, and I mean, <laughs> reindeer. Yeah, they make kind of a bleedy sort of noise, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they're very noisy, though. No! Not yeah. locally. Anyway. So when he's like, the beasts inside him were roaring, it's really just the one, and the other it's ones are just kind of like milling around, being like... Up here we have an event called the Running of the Reindeer in February, where people... It's, so it's supposed to mirror the running of the bulls, and it's like a half mile, not even, race where they release have a bunch of... It? No, I've I've watched it a lot, but I've never done it. You should do it. Yeah, I've just always missed the sign-up, maybe this year. Um, but they release the reindeer, and then people run down the street like a half a mile, and the reindeer do not give a fuck. They just, like, mill around. <laughs> a lot of them turn around and come back. Like, they, we cannot get these reindeer to have the energy to, like, actually run with everybody. Um, that's what I imagine stirring oh, yeah. in him every time that there's something that's happening. He's like, my beast! And it's just kind of a reindeer that's, like, eating grass and kind of milling around. <laughs> okay, okay. Alaska animals with with Karen again. Yes. Sorry. Yes. 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 Little segment. Um, And this is actually how we initially met in the cult. So there was discussion. There was discussion of reindeer, Uh and I happened to pop in and mention that reindeer are actually domesticated caribou. Did you? Yeah. No, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I'm happy to know. At some point, you were like. Are you in Alaska? And I'm like, yes. Oh, I because mean, you like British. educated like, me yeah. on a, an yeah. Alaskan animal. Yeah. And it wasn't just you; it was it was uh-huh. other people. Yeah, so, I could yeah. see where I would assume you were in Alaska if you were like, well, yeah. actually, about a reindeer. I'm yeah. like, yeah, not a lot of yeah. people know about so, reindeer. Yeah, reindeer, caribou, same animal, just domesticated versus wild. You know what? You told me that however many years ago in the cult, and I just relearned it just now in this moment. So, thank you. I'm so proud. In a couple <laughs> years, will you tell me it again so I, I can relearn that I back? I will tell you daily. Oh, that's so nice. Um, David used to have this joke that at a certain altitude, deer turned into caribou and said that to somebody, and they, like, believed it for, like, a number of years, (laughs) where he's, like, at a certain altitude, they become caribou. That's hilarious. Anyway, okay, okay, so, um, they, so, they have this conversation, like, you're my fated mate, we're fated mates, and then, like, immediately, like, it's so quickly that they're, like, we're in love with each other, and she's now concerned that he's going to leave her, um, even though she's not really like met him or like know any knows anything about him, and he, this is my favorite part. He goes online and radios back, like DMs back to the North Pole City security team, and says, "Hey, this is Blitzen. Um, I'm good. I crashed. I fell out of the sky." But I'm safe with safe with FM, and she's yeah, like, "What's FM?" <laughs> she's like, "Faded mate." He's like, "Oh, okay." Like, because it's such a common term that they mm-hmm. have an abbreviation for it. Yeah, and so he says, um, "Request to stay here" or something like that, because he wants to be with her forever. Now that they've known each other five and a half minutes, maybe well, we less than one page, time because one of the rules, one of the Santa rules, right. is that they can only leave. North Pole City for 24 hours in a year, just from the morning of let's see, dawn of Christmas Eve to dawn of Christmas Day. Right, right, right. Other than that, they're in lockdown. Right. They're either in or they're out. 
for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So she gets really worried that he's going to leave her, and he's like, nah, I just got to clear it up with them. No one at North Pole City, they know Faded Mates, so no one would ever split up Faded Mates. And then it comes back, and it's like, nah, your request is denied. We're going to come get you at 5 in the morning. And Charlie, the romance author, is now devastated that the love of her life that she's known for 15 minutes will be gone <laughs> at 5 a.m. and he will never come back. And he's like, no, I'll never leave you. I'm going to leave live with you forever. Like, they can't take me away from you. It's very romance. Um, it okay. really, really is. He then, so then they're hungry, I guess. Yeah, they're hungry. He then carries her into the kitchen for no reason from the yeah, living room. I mean, she's not the one who was injured. Exactly. He fell out of the sky. But he's being total alpha. Uh-huh. Like, I can wa- carry <laughs> like, <laughs> She can that? walk from the living room to the kitchen. He doesn't have to carry it's her like there. A, a two-room cabin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought that was just hilarious. Reach arm and touch the stove. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's probably the same room. Um, so then they're like talking about eating some food and then it's like food can wait and then it's on. Yeah, because boning cannot. Yeah, no, boning cannot wait. Well, not for faded mates. They've got to get faded up by 5 a.m. Well, and we only have 60 pages. To do this <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I boning mean, must happen now. Right. Again, I mean, the world is your oyster. You don't have to do this in 50 pages, Ari Butler, <laughs> but you did. Um, so yeah, they're like, we're gonna get it on. One of my least favorite phrases is in this sex scene. Did you catch it? I don't Do you know. know it? What is it? Um, he feasts on her mouth. And I'm oh. just like, oh, God, I cannot. You don't like that? No. <laughs> well, especially for a shifter. This came out. Oh, I can see for a shifter. Because then it, it's, it's, like, oh, it's got different connotations. Yeah, because he's always talking about his beasts and stuff. And it's just like, ugh, I don't like it. This started during our episode of Akko, the first one. Oh, that Akatar. Where he went down on her and feasted oh, on oh, her. And I was oh. like, feasts on her? And also he's this like weird lion beast and I just don't like it. It doesn't sound good to me. And in this one, he there's, feasts there's on her mouth. There's nothing sexy about that sound. No, just, exactly. You know? <laughs> and that's what I imagined. So there's nothing sexy about it. But then... At the end of this sex, he does the thing where he bites her on the shoulder, and then... Right. And then he he licks the wound. Yeah. And what you don't know until later is that he had, um, like, bitten his own lip or something, Uh so that there was blood exchange. Right. Right. It was, like, a very secret, like... Like a secret vampire thing. Yeah, like, he, he... it's kind of weird because, like, I wish I wish that they would have had a conversation about, like, is it cool if we do this blood exchange thing so that, like, you're mine forever and I'm, we're I'm faded thinking, mates? I'm thinking this was a place for some consent. Yeah, but it was super duper cool. Charlie's cool with whatever oh, yeah. happens, like, so in bored. life. Like, she is the most down person I've ever read about, so eh, it didn't bother me too much because she would not have cared no matter what he did. And she really didn't. I mean, she was like, yeah. Right. That was hot. Um, so then, 
<laughs> after sex, we've been talking about lately how in um, every Christmas romance, there has to be some, like, general conversation about, like, being an orphan or having dead parents in some way. <laughs> like, it's been true in all of the Netflix ones and all the Hallmark. Yes. Well, we don't watch Hallmark ones no, anymore. Um, and all the Lifetimes ones we watch, there's been some kind of, like, sad dead relative conversation. So they go ahead and have that. Um, her, she's an orphan. I don't know why we needed this in a 60-page book, but they're orphans. Well, I suppose if there's a possibility that she's going to go live in North Pole City, oh, right, then you right. worry about her family You're right. Her. You're like right. She just has her sister. Because we do talk about that, that, like, all she has in the world is her sister. But, you know, why... Why don't they just not have her have a sister? So she doesn't have to worry about anybody. Right. She's living in the middle of nowhere. Who's going to miss her? Yeah, I guess there needed to be some kind of conflict yeah. in this book. Well, so maybe actually, that's I it. I think her sister gets a book in this series. Oh, that's good. So they can I both don't just know live. For sure. That makes sense. But they said her sister's name in here. Uh huh. And I think that that turned up as a, a heroine's name further into the series. I yeah. Haven't, I haven't read it, but I suspect that to be the case. And then they talk about shifting and, like, how it doesn't hurt and stuff. Because she's written a bunch of shifter books, so she's really excited to learn whether or not she was right about a lot of her shifter things. I like that part. I did, too. She assumed it would, like, hurt, and he's like, no. And he's, by the way, like, cooking the omelet naked uh, during this conversation, so it's not boring. He should have been cooking bacon naked. <laughs> because, oh. you know, that's a thing you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Like, but he's... He's flaunting all the conventions at this point. That's true. Well that's true. Done. I was like, oh, gosh, that's danger. But you're right. Danger is good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and he, like, fills her in on all the North Pole City uh, stuff. We learn in this scene that only men are shifters. They have to get with elves to have kids. So I guess these two are not going to have kids because she would have to be an elf. I don't know. That was I what I was they, picking I up. Think they didn't discuss it. I don't think they really talk about whether... Well, okay. I, I know things. Because I read the second book. Or maybe they can't have shifter babies? Maybe, maybe that's it? Maybe they have shifter babies. Okay. I don't know. Or maybe they don't know. Oh, no, because she does get pregnant by the end of this book. Spoilers. Yes, she does. Okay. So it must be that a shifter... So, you know, second child in the second book. Oh, gotcha. Like, okay. They're just popping them out. I mean, she, she, um, maybe she could have litters. Yeah. I well, don't know. actually, as we have this omelet conversation, she's already pregnant, you guys, it turns she out. She is! <laughs> oh my god, it happened so fast. And I can't, we'll talk about it later, but Santa can sense the sperm and it's a lot. Um, so, okay, so, <laughs> I, so, yeah, anyway, so they have to marry elves to have, like, a certain kind of magic baby, I don't know. But then we find out that, okay... Every night in North Pole City, all the single people go to the same, like, bar or, like, tavern or whatever, and then, like, hang out and, like, meet up for sex. And the men have to approach the women, and if the women are cool with it, then they go have sex. But that's not faded mates. That's just, that's just recreational funny. sex. And then if you want to get married, you have to get permission from Mrs. Claus to do so. And chances are good that she's going to be matching you up anyway. She's like the North Pole City matchmaker. That's a lot. It is. That's a lot. Um, She has to sanction all of these relationships, unless they're fated mates. Yeah, yeah. And And fated mates, you don't hear about them. They don't talk a lot about fated mates happening at North Pole City. mm -hmm. 
So, but obviously they have to. Mm -hmm. Where else are they going to meet? Their mates. Well, and then when the reindeer team comes back, they seem very surprised that Arian has faded mated with a human woman, yes. which you would think would happen all the time because those eight tiny reindeers are in the house of every human being alive Good point. every year. So wouldn't you think that they would get their tangle and match up? I guess. I don't know. They're focused on their work. This one was unconscious, and or, he still or, made it no, happen. No, the reindeer never go in the house. Only Santa does. Yeah. He's horny. Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's horny for Mrs. Claus, specifically. So. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> You're never going to sleep on Christmas Eve, are you? <laughs> no, never again. <laughs> um, so especially sorry. because of what we learn about Santa, like, giving gifts to adults. But we'll get there. Um but also, it just occurred to me that maybe, so maybe the harness broke, and he couldn't fly or whatever in that moment. Like, all this happenstance happened because he was over Charlie's house, and it was magic that he had to break the harness, and it he had to, to fall. Be. I mean, they're fated. Yeah. This is, this is fate. Fate trumps sleigh magic, I think. Or fate, reindeer magic. Fate trumps everything. Exactly. So, everything. that, look, plot hole closed. Okay. <laughs> Um, then we also find out that mates that males that are faded mated don't let their ladies hang out around other men. Did you catch I that? Had, yes, and I had a problem with that. Weird, right? Like, if you're faded mated, do you not trust your mate? Yeah, like that's the that's the whole point. It would be you more understandable. Right. It would be more understandable to me, not still not understandable, if the people that were just regular married and not faded mated did not a lot. Again, yeah. still not okay. Not still okay not. at all. But it would seem more likely that those people would not allow their women to be around other men than the fated mated people. I don't. Because the fated mated people, they're they they have like problems if they're separated, right? They, like I don't even know if they would be able to have sex with another male, even if they I wanted to. They I, don't I don't think they, they can would. even want to. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was very weird. Yeah, yeah. That kind of possessiveness is not. Attractive. Not attractive. That's, that's like alpha hole yeah. behavior. Yeah. Not so they eat, I think, and then they fall asleep together in the bed. Because they have so much time that they can just sleep. Yeah, I guess. I don't I maybe they wanted to snuggle. I don't know. So then You don't have to be asleep to snuggle. I know. Yeah. But he has promised her, no matter what happens with this pickup at five AM, that he's gonna stay with her forever. Even though he's been told otherwise. Maybe they're just sleepy. Yeah, well, he has a head injury, so... <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just want some sleep. Um, okay, so they see, he sees a light. The sleigh is back. They're here. All of his friends. All of the... Like, there's Reese. There's Schmurfer. All the people. I love when you make up those names. You make the best sounds when you make up those names. People say that I make up names. It's all the same thing. It's all Schmurfer. <laughs> I love it so much. I laugh every time I hear it. But they all have these cool guy names, but their real names are like Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Yeah. <laughs> Comet, yeah. Cupid. The, the, the names you all know. Yeah. Um, and so they show up, and he's like, why are you here? I texted you or whatever that I found my faded mate, and they were like, you haven't had sex in a long time. We just assumed that you like this lady and that you don't know what faded mates is. Which is... That's bullshit. Bullshit. And then... I don't even know how this ends up transpiring, but one says, like, don't, 
make another move or I'm going to shoot you with a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. Which I don't get. Was, was that Declan? That was Declan, I think. Probably. I don't know. You he's, know them better than me. I've read two He, yeah, he's, he's got uh, problems okay. with controlling himself. No, no, this is Reese. Reese shook his oh, head. Okay. Why do you believe you found your fate in me? I know it's been a while since you were with a female because of training, <laughs> but but just because you found some willing piece of human tail doesn't mean she's meant to be yours. And that's what makes Arian go polar berry because he's like, how how dare you, uh, like, one, say she's not my fated mate, or and B, try to take her away from me, and then Reese says stand down, and then maybe it is Declan that shoots him. But yeah, I think it's Declan who shoots him, and and he wasn't given the order to shoot him, was he? No, no, he shot him he accidentally. Shot him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I mean. he's, he's he's kind of a goober. Which is like, how much training did you guys have that you don't even like? You're not even able to not accidentally shoot somebody with a gun, anyway. Well, and Reese is head of security. Oh, I didn't know that he was the head. Well, of... Well, you find that out in the second book. Is he the, he's the hero in the second? Is he book. the Rudolph? Is there a Rudolph? <laughs> there is no Rudolph. What? I well, Rudolph would be number nine. I no guess. Rudolph. I guess. But I don't know why there's not a Rudolph. There should be. There should be. Yeah. But he'd have to have a red nose, and that would not be sexy. Well, they don't have. They don't have antlers or whatever. You would just shift into not a red nose. Don't but you? then he's not Rudolph. <laughs> what are we even talking about? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really ruining your Rudolph. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, Accuracy? Accuracy? Yeah, like that's a thing. (laughs) So, okay, when this is happening, we clip back to Charlie. Charlie woke up, and she is running. She runs out to, like, save him. In her bathrobe, she's grabbed a frying pan. Because she always goes outside in her bathrobe. She She never goes outside without her bathrobe. (laughs) But What is with this woman? Her faded maid is about to get shot. Like, what is she supposed to do? What is she she supposed to do? She grabs a frying pan and yes. runs outside. Well, she lives alone in the woods so of course she has nothing uh-huh. better than a frying pan. Yes. Um, this didn't take place in Alaska. I don't know no. where she's living in the quote-unquote wilderness, yeah, but... they never say. No. I kind of like that they never say, though. I suppose, but it bugs me. Yeah. Um, so she runs outside. He's shot. She's, like, mad at them. The guy who shot him, Declan, is like, oh, I just wanted him to calm down. So that's why I aimed the gun at him. And she's like, How, why would you think that Amy gun with somebody would make them calm down? She gets points for that. That's good logic. Yeah. He he never goes unconscious from this tranquilizer gun. No. Because he's so upset about the fated mate situation. He has fought. His body has fought the tranquilizer. His will is stronger. Yeah. And this is a tranquilizer meant for a quad shifter. So this this is meant to tame a human, a polar bear, a reindeer, a fox, and a snowy owl, you guys. So like this, all at the same time. This is strong stuff. Um did you notice How often do they have to use that? I don't I mean, know. Do they have that kind of tranquilizer? What are they doing? There aren't very many quote unquote quads in this community, no, but right? Apparently a Go rogue that shit. Yeah, I have yes. to have tranquilizers. Yeah. So then he explains to the group that she is, in fact, his fated mate. Um, and then they basically just like 
They kind of believe him because he's not going unconscious. Right. That's the reason that they're convinced. Which I think was interesting logic. Yeah. I mean, it's it's story logic, and I can buy it. Right. It, it fits. It fits. Um, well, also, I think her reaction to them shooting him also really convinced them because they're like she's either super crazy that she's this in love with the guy she met five minutes ago it could happen it could happen she is Mm -hmm. a loner in the wilderness but um that kind of helped convince them um so they kind of all hang out and have coffee and wait for santa to get here to decide what's going to happen with arian whether they're going to take him back or let him stay here and um and she does the whole Santa fangirl thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, She's like, oh my god, Santa! Santa! <laughs> Santa's real, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so like he talks to her about like he knows her because he's Santa, because he knows everybody. He tells her that he left her the ornament. Remember the snowflake ornament that when mm-hmm. she was falling asleep, he left that. And he says that every person in the world he sneaks into their house on Christmas Eve and leaves something for all the children and all the adults, regardless of their belief in him. But usually the the present for the adults is so small, they never notice it. But she noticed. So what's the point? What's of the fucking it? point? I don't <laughs> understand. And also, like, Santa, if you're a listener, just skip me. I'm good. Like, I don't need you sneaking into my house just to leave a a very insignificant piece of memorabilia that I'm never going to notice. Well, and honestly, I don't need to deal with more shit in my house. That's true, too. I don't want more chalk cheese laying around. I am trying to downsize. Mm -hmm. Please do not give me more shit to manage. But if you pick up a gift from Santa, it's probably going to spark joy just because of the magic that's inherent in it. If I have to find a spot for it, Um, so Santa's like, okay, I've assessed the situation. You guys are fated mates. Congratulations. No matter what you guys are, I'm not splitting you up. Don't worry, but you've got to decide within the next 20 minutes, whether you want to stay here in undisclosed wilderness for the next year, or whether you guys want to come up to North Pole City, because we're about to lock down in 20 minutes. And you're both staying in one place or the other for the right. next year. Right. So they talk about it. She, her sister only has her because they don't have parents anymore. So they arrange for Arian to call his mom and say, basically, hey, I found my fated mate, so I'm going to stay down here. Mom's real cool with it. Well, you know, she's an elf. Yeah. She's lived with that kind of situation she, forever. Yeah. She, she gets... She calls followers. Charlie her daughter already, which is... Yeah, because, you know, story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Santa says a really awkward thing. Um, oh, I'm going to read it. So Charlie left Arian's side and found herself wrapped in the warmest hug she'd ever had. Santa smelled like hot chocolate and sugar cookies. Within the confines of the hug, she could remember every Christmas morning she'd ever had and all the sweet memories that each one brought. She sniffed and rubbed all the tears in her eyes as she stepped back. There's hope now, Charlie, Santa said. Hope, she asked as Arian drew her back into his own arms. Hope, Santa said, nodding. And then she says, thanks for the ornament. And then he says the weird thing about leaving okay, tiny and, insignificant and, and gifts. And you have, to, you have to note this section because so, it... 
it's significant. The whole hope thing. I highlighted but it's that because creepy once you realize yeah. why. <laughs> I highlighted that because I was like, hope for what? Hope for this is the weirdest writing I've ever read. Um, and then they do the phone call and whatever, and the sleigh leaves, and now they're together forever. Then we have a prologue one year later. And they've decided. Or sorry, epilogue. Epilogue. Yeah. 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 I never. I'm here here to help you. I never read them, so. I know you don't. But I knew that this was going to be significant, so I read it. Um, And it was. For you. Well, it also isn't called an epilogue. It's called Chapter 7, even though it technically is an epilogue. Chapter 7, one year later. (laughs) And I was like, ugh. Right. It's not an epilogue. It's Chapter 7. But it is. Does that feel better? It does. It does. It is them a year later with a fucking kid, so it's an epilogue. That is true. Um, so it's a year later. It's a baby log. Ugh, the God. worst kind. I, um, I promise I will never do that to you. Thank you. Or at least if you do, like, warn me and then I can skip it. Skip it. <laughs> um, so they've decided that this next year they're going to go up to North Pole City and live. And she's talked to her sister, and I guess they have Skype there, and so they can talk and stuff. Can you imagine explaining this to your sister? I'm uh, fucking Blitzen. Yeah, Blitzen. <laughs> From the reindeer. I had Blitzen's baby. Yeah! Yeah. Uh-huh. Imagine- and no, it doesn't have antlers. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, okay, you fell out of the sky. I don't know. I, I would have a lot of trouble. And now we're gonna go live together at the North Pole for a year with Santa. Where you can't and, and you can't it. you can't come because it's on lockdown yeah. except for Christmas Eve. Yeah. I okay. That conversation could her sister go and visit her there for that twenty four hours? No, I don't because that that is noted. Because I was like, why doesn't the sister just come live with them in North Pole City? But there's something in here that says that only. What do you want to bet she does in her book? Well, maybe I don't. But maybe she already gets faded up. Because they yeah. said that you can only go up there as a non-magical human if right. you're fated with a somebody that right. already belongs there. Yeah. So that's why Charlie can go and her sister can't, as of now. Maybe they loosen up the rules or something later. I don't know. Maybe they have to because it, I think all of these shifters get matched up with humans. So right. So they've got this influx of humans in yeah. the city. Yeah. Assuming that they decide to live there. Okay, so the punchline on this book, you guys, is that they have this baby now that they want to bring up to North Pole City to, like, learn about her people. And her name is Hope. And you guys, that's what Santa was talking about. He sensed the sperms. You're already preggers. It's been half an hour. (laughs) Santa not only knows every person in the world and knows everything about them and their naughtiness level, and he's a horn dog. Oh, yeah, and... When we say naughtiness, apparently we mean naughtiness. naughtiness. <laughs> he senses the sperms. Like, I just, I don't want Santa is, to have sperm sense. If you know your biology, oh. it doesn't happen that fast. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. He was seeing into the future is what he was doing. Santa that, knows really fast sperm. <laughs> maybe and I don't even want to know about that. Maybe that sperm runs or swims with the speed of a, of a polar bear. Oh, polar bears God. or a walrus or a walrus. <laughs> oh, God. Where is this going? Oh, oh man! Have oh. you ever read the? There's a short story. Um, it's it's about Superman, mm-hmm. and it's Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex, and no. basically I mean, his his sperm. I mean, 
the Superman. <gasps> I've heard about it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, it's same. It can punch right through all kinds of tissues. Yeah. So it's not a good thing. Yeah. Not a good thing. Um, you need like a kryptonite condom or something. I think that it's possible it's real fast sperm, but either way, either Santa know, knows knows where your sperm is at all times. Oh, or just. Could you stop and say that one more time? Either Santa knows where your sperm is at all times. He sees you when That's you're sleeping. That's a thought right He there. knows when you're awake. He knows where your sperm is at all times. Or, <laughs> or worse, he can predict where your sperm is going to be. Oh, oh, oh no, Santa. And he sneaks in your house and lives these little gifts that he knows you're not going to be able to find. And he does it when you're asleep. Yeah. You're always there. I am uh, never sleeping on Christmas Eve again. And he's horny. Like, these are all he's things horny. that the book has established for us. Oh, um, God. The end. <laughs> oh, God. All right. That's- that was something. I finally read Blitz and Faded Mate. You did. You're welcome. <laughs> next year we can apologize. read the next one. Yeah. Don't apologize. Um, did you bring a lady love or no? I did. Um, actually, I want to mention one more thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And I know I've mentioned this one to you before, too. But, I mean, if you want to read a shifter, a really quick shifter book that will make you laugh so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, hedging his oh. bets. <laughs> this is another one that you and I should probably do because this is another we one you talk about. We have to do this. Karen one. talks about this book in book club all the time. Everyone needs to read this. All right, everyone needs to read. Tell this. us about it. Okay, so the authors are Celia Kyle and Nina Carter. Hedging his bets. So the hero is a big bad biker dude who is a were hedgehog. <laughs> You can't make this shit up. <laughs> well, you Unless, can. Of course, you are You're those, those authors. two authors, yeah. <laughs> and so he's hanging out at this shifter bar, and the the bartender bar owner is the heroine. I can't remember her name. She's just a human. She knows that shifters exist, um, as I recall. And um, it, he, yeah, it, it's it's. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it has me speechless. It, it's so so funny, and the the part I like best is that he's got this this teeny tiny girl cousin mm-hmm. who's also a were hedgehog, mm-hmm. and to to get the heroine to because the heroine hates him. It, it's it's a it's an enemies to lovers sort of thing, I guess. Um, to get her to to pay attention to him, she, he basically has his little girl cousin beat him up in werewolf form. <laughs> oh she right, I remember shit yeah. out of him. <laughs> and so he's this little injured hedgehog, and the heroine has to take care of him. And there's this really funny scene with the vet, mm-hmm. and you know, taking his temperature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just, sounds great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. You read it. We need to do that. Hedging his bets. Hedging his bets. Um, yes. so, just generally, guys, if you are a member of the cult, our Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult, and you are looking for a certain book, Karen Kylie, you pronounce it Kylie? Kylie. K-I-E-L-Y. Is a great resource. So I see a lot of like posts where it's like, hey, I'm looking for a light, funny read that is a, you know, snowed in or something like that. If you're just in the mood for a certain thing. She's a great person to ask because she's read 
thousands and thousands of books and probably has a recommendation for you. I probably do, and I love doing that kind mm-hmm. of work. Um, you can Obviously. find me on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. That's where I spend more what's time. Your, what's your thingy? Uh, oh, no. Okay, I'm prepared for this. <laughs> I, I cannot remember, so I brought my business card. <laughs> and so I don't have my reading glasses on. Here, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. Your uh, Twitter handle is at K-K-I-E-L-Y Kylie author. So follow Karen on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the cult once in a while, but not as frequently lately. I've just had a lot going on. Same, same. Yeah. All right. So what it was hedging your bets, her, uh, hedging his bets? That is, that is not your my lady, lady love. love. Okay. No, my lady love is a little more serious than okay. that. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. No, um, I'll just go second and do mine. Okay. Okay, <laughs> like, good, always good. happens. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've, I've had kind of a rough year. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of shit going down. And so I have found that I am relying very heavily on the people in my life to carry me along. Mm-hmm. I've got an amazing family. Love my family. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't want to do it without them. But also, I have the most amazing network of friends, and you're one of them, Erin. No, are, don't make are. me cry. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to make you cry. Um, but so my lady love is find your tribe, mm-hmm. find your tribe wherever you need to. Um, I've got friends from work who are dear to me. I have friends through um, crafting. I I make handmade cards, and mm-hmm. so. I've got a group that I get together with several times a year for weekend retreats and mm-hmm. make stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that on my blog if you want to go to my website. Um, and then I've got my romance piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them are on Twitter and I've never met them in person. Mm-hmm. Um, some of mine have. And some are in the cults and some of them are in AKRWA. Love you ladies so very, very much. And I love you too, Erin. You're so good. I love you too, Karen. I, I, I really have had a rough time, and you guys have really helped me so much. You've had like the worst year. I have had the worst year of my entire fucking life, uh-huh. and I've had so many good things come out of it too because of all of you. Yeah. And and this being here on on this podcast. Yeah, this was fun. Them. This was a it. great thing we did today. Yeah. So um, I, I just want to say that fine. Find the people who will lift you up, who will encourage you and cry with you and hug you and laugh with you and make it so that you can get through mm-hmm. the rough times. Because they're there yeah. and, and just know that you need to give back too. Mm-hmm. It's it can't be one way. You gotta do it both ways. And but it's I so just, worth it. I just wanna say like the the geriatric friendship cult, like I know I'm plugging my own like Facebook fan group or whatever, but it really is like, but people, it's not just yours. No, it it's not. It's everybody. Like, I feel like we plug this at the end of every episode. And I just, if you're out there and you're not in it cause you don't have Facebook or whatever, like people get Facebook just for this one purpose and you can have a different name besides your name. You can, you know, you can get into it whatever way, but people go on there and they'll post something like, my my family member is sick or my you know or do i look good in this dress or i'm feeling like my my body isn't good enough for this outfit today or i'm going to this this event and i'm nervous or like people come come to this facebook group with 
problems and anxieties. And sometimes it's just, I'm having a bad day. Would you guys say something to lift me up? And you wouldn't believe the like hundreds of comments that flood into these posts, um, helping people positive place Mm -hmm. with, with advice, with, I have, we have had maybe three or four kind of negative threads, but it's never even been like people attacking other people. It's just like like two years. Yeah. And we just had a couple that were like triggering that people didn't realize were, and we've taken down, but there has never been ever, ever any assholes. So if you're feeling bad for whatever reason, or you're feeling good for whatever reason, we have a lot of like, we like to celebrate each other's success. We have a lot of like, look at me in this dress. Aren't my tits great? Uh, things too. Like those sorts of lipstick. Yeah. Look, (laughs) look what thing I made. We have spinoff groups, uh, HBs for mental health, HBs for MH. If you just want to be in that one, we have a, a group for people who craft just to show off their crafts. Um, it's really a a font of positivity. So if you're feeling down and you're feeling like you're alone, wherever you are, it is a place to find people. It is. Well, Um, that's where I found you. We talk, that's where I found you. I know. We talked somebody through like losing their virginity last year. I mean, there's just so, it's so great in there. It is. Um, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that went to a serious place. Yeah. Sorry. Don't be sorry. (laughs) Melody does this to me every time. Um, I guess I'm standing in for it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, I have I developed a heel spur. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or not yet, but I can't do anything because my stupid heel spur oh, and sorry. my friends at work drag me to water aerobics. Um, water aerobics is hilarious and very fun, and everyone I've should go. It. Yeah. And the women there are ancient and they're hilarious. They are ancient, aren't they? It's oh, so funny. and they're so into it. And like we went to one class, and the the uh, the music was literally like big band jazz music from like the fifties. No, it was at a snazzy downtown hotel uh, athletic club. Really? If you can imagine where that, yeah. And yeah, it's all these I, like I have an idea where it is. Old rich ladies, and the the music was dum Like we did all these. Li- oh, it's so fun. Um, so if you are somewhere like near a gym or a whatever that has a water aerobics class, grab a couple girls and go because it's hilarious. And it's not nothing. It's like yeah. not the hardest workout you've ever done, but it's it's not sitting you're on not the couch. You're exactly going to sweat because no. you're in the water. Yeah. And you're not going to get like out of breath, but you're yeah. doing something. It's like a walk, you yeah. know? I mean, there's there's resistance from the water. Yes. And, yeah. And you're like, oh, I have muscles there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. After I went last time, my legs got tired. So uh-huh. it's not nothing. And it's hilarious and, and it's fun. easy on your joints which yes. is why the old ladies do it which is why i'm doing it because of yeah. my heels for in I fact do it. I, I my joints are oh really if you want to go with us uh we've been going um but my other friend at work has a heel spur too so we went together and um the impact was too much and we needed a noodle by the end of class <laughs> to be able to float more <laughs> so there are days yeah there, there are days, days. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, um, I'm gonna do the you can find us. Oh God, all alone. Not all I'm alone, sorry. but you know, I don't have Melody here to tell me what and our I Twitter handle. I know. Help. Oh man, you need a business card. I do. <laughs> um, we just have stickers. That's all we have. Uh, our Instagram is at heaving bosoms. Our Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms. Our email address is heaving bosoms podcast at gmail dot com. Email us for all of your recommendations, concerns, questions, whatever you like. Um, our website is heavingbosoms.com. It's outdated, but it will also take you to our merchandise page. 
our Heaving Bosoms Reading Embrace page, our FAQ, which will answer a lot of your questions about I us. I love that FAQ. It's a good FAQ. I about... show it to people. Really? I do. Well, if you have a I question... I don't read romance just because it's so funny. I really like our FAQ. Um, and is that all? I think that's all. Oh, our Patreon, um, where you can find we the episode I just talked about where we did the Prince's Royal, the Royal Baby Christmas Prince episode, which is over two hours long. Um, for $5 a month, you can get all that bonus content at Patreon slash Heaving Bosoms podcast. I don't know. I just Google it. Bosoms, yeah, I don't know. See, this is this is where we need a melody because yeah. she runs all this stuff. Uh, just Google it and you'll probably find it. Well, or you can link to it on the website, which I know is HeavingBosoms.com. So. Yeah, you can find it all kind of linked together. Yeah. If you get to the right place. Um... Or, you know, find me on Twitter and I will find it for you. Yes. Because I'm a librarian and that's what I do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> find Karen and she will help you find all the things. Um, so why don't you say keep being a badass? Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love walrus penises. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> love yourself some music. <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.